Okay. Ooh. Randy's like, let's get the fucking show going. I got to work. I got to work, motherfuckers. Take all the time you want. I'm in no hurry to get to work. I got to work because you guys don't pay me. He's not wrong <laughs> about any of that. And uh, I have to work because nobody pays me also. So how are we doing, everybody? I don't have to work today. Um, I had a pretty hard week. I had to go back to school. and um, But the Eggman. How excited were you to see the Eggman? I was excited, but I was not going to tell him I was excited. So for everybody that uh, doesn't know who the Eggman is, uh, why don't you give a quick summary of the Eggman? The Eggman is my coworker <laughs> who comes into the lunchroom and heats up hard-boiled eggs in a microwave, therefore making it smell like doo-doo. So I call him the booty Eggman. Okay, so quick question, just a few questions about the Eggman. Um, are these hard-boiled eggs he's boiling himself at home, or is he buying them in a two-pack at Quick Trip? Uh, you know, I do not know the answer to that. Well, it's a. I mean, it'll really change how I feel about the Eggman because right now I'm excited about the Eggman because I'm like, he cares about his health. He's he's hard boiling eggs at home. He's doing it. He's putting him a whole carton of eggs in a pot, and he's smiling the whole time he's doing it. I could ask him. Well, I would really like to know. I can't imagine him cooking anything. That's, uh, yeah. I'm, listen, I've bought hard-boiled eggs before from a gas station, and I regret it were every they, time. Were they, like, smelled like straight-up doo-doo? Well, it's not even that they smell like straight-up doo-doo. I feel like they're way more rubbery because oh. I feel like there's preservatives or something in them. You know, but, I, I mean, I think a lot of restaurants, when you get a Cobb salad, I'm just going to be totally frank with you. Um, I think they get them from a place. They don't do it themselves, Ugh. but I'll still fuck up a Cobb salad. I do. I do love a Cobb salad. You know, what are your favorite ingredients on a Cobb salad? Because generally the it, bacon and the eggs, the bacon and the eggs. Okay. And the ranch. Uh-huh. You do ranch with yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. If ranch- I'm eating a Cobb salad, I ain't putting no vinaigrette on there. <sighs> yeah. I'm putting all the taste tastings. He's not answering. Okay, well, Eggman will hopefully get back to us. Uh, yeah, but I highly recommend watching Libby's story because now that school's back, Libby's going to be with the Eggman for the next, I don't know, what, eight months? Bad news, though. Our, right now, our our lunch is not scheduled together. So You have scheduled lunch? Yeah. Every minute of my day <laughs> is, is I'm uh, Sorry for that cough. That was incredibly rude. Yeah. I just coughed directly into the microphone. That jewel is tearing you up. Well, welcome to Slop City, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Slop City. Libby's got her slop shirt on. I'm going to get a nice little pic of her doing that. Welcome to Slop City, where we have popcorn lung. Oh, it's on me. <laughs> it's always so upsetting when it's you the worst. when you open up your phone to take a picture of your friend that you love very much, and instead it's just a picture of you with your several fucking, chins, multiple chins, Slop City, and Coca Cola. That's comedy. When I uh, turn on my camera and I see myself, and I'm like, "Who is that older gal?" <laughs> oh, that's me. Uh, very alarmed and scared. I do self-checkout at some places, oh. you know, Walmart, Target, and they've got that fucking camera up top. Like, there's been times that I look inside of it and I want to be like, I don't really look like 
person in there? Who's that girl running around with you? Tell me. Uh, Somebody was messaging me talking about how great of pipes you have. Oh. And that they loved all the songs that you were singing. And I was like, I couldn't believe she knew all of these. I received the most messages so far about an episode about the singing. It was a lot of people that were grew up Catholic and remember every song and who are now atheist. So what does that tell you, Catholicism? Well, I think it tells you that on eagle's wings doesn't cure all, okay? You know, it might have a beautiful song about Jesus, but it's not going to lead you to Jesus. No, and we know what happens if you want to be led by Jesus. You... uh you don't have his back, and then he gets crucified. So we already learned that. I don't know why people that are still asking about it. Devastating to learn. Well, so we could have saved him. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> we was, got a we got a compliment in the uh, improv Facebook page, St. Louis Improv Facebook page, from Jen Weinman about the. Uh, Really? Yeah, about the Jesus bit. So, guys, this she is, liked it. Uh huh. She loved it. Oh, great! So, uh, pretty much what we're going to be doing this episode is just talking about how much people like us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, strap in; it's going to be it. It's good though. It it fills up your emptiness for I don't know, maybe two three minutes, and then you realize you're still a piece of garbage. So, yeah, it's there have been times in my life that I have genuinely been like, when I. Get skinny. When I lose weight, I'm going to be the happiest person in the world. When I have a kitchen that doesn't have fucking fake-ass laminate countertops, I'm going to be fucking happy. And then I'll write that thing. I tell myself stuff like that all the time. But it's mm. not real. It's not real. No. you get. I've been an ungrateful little cunt mm. lately, let me tell you. I think it's, uh, it's not your fault. That's what society tells us. Society tells me, hey, when you're thin, you're going to be so much happier and you can do all this and that. When I stopped believing that mess is when I started doing comedy and really living my life. Because I thought, if I wait, I'm going to n- never get it done. Yeah. Don't wait to do stuff until something. I know. It's not It's not good. I started thinking about it the other day and I was just like, holy shit. Because there is still right now in this conversation a part of me that believes that. Right. There, there I would say not even I, – I would – it's not even, oh, there's like a tiny little part in my brain. It's like there's a, a big chunk of me that I'm like, yeah, Randy, could you just shut your fuck – this yeah. piece of shit, I'm getting real, and he doesn't set off the Windows <sighs> Defender. When that thing pops up, I'm always like, <gasps> I'm scared. They're going to be like, boom, FBI. I'm scared. We're that- here to fix your computer, you stupid <laughs> cunt. <laughs> they need to just not send that message. Yeah. Don't, Every time I ignore it. I'm not asking you to defend me. Okay. You don't need to send out your little Windows Defender program. And then they got the McAfee or whatever it's called. And yeah. it's like, I don't have it anymore. And every day it sends a new thing that says, oh, you can get it now for 70% off. It's an ad. So and I'm just going to keep like waiting until it's. You can get 100% off. The McAfee is like having the U2 album put on your iPhone. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Oh, man. Have you ever accidentally started to send a U2 song to somebody in a text message? No. Sucks. I like U2. I don't like how they forcibly put that album into my phone. 
I don't not like you two. There's been a few songs that I feel that have really shook me to my core, <laughs> that have really rocked me. <laughs> Was one Sunday Bloody Sunday? That's a great song. Yeah. I often mix that song up with Come On Eileen. I don't know why, <laughs> but I do. Mm. She, uh, yeah, not the same. Not the same band. No. You think the people that wrote Come On Eileen were like, fuck, this is such a good song. And then it came out and they were getting all fucked up and they were like, oh, man, you you come you come on Eileen. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? How do we not miss? How do we miss that? How did this get by the sponsors? Advil liquid gels, everybody. <laughs> we don't have any Advil today. But what we do have is Original Taste Coca-Cola. Today's show sponsored by Coca-Cola. Use the comment code DINGDONG to get 25% off your McAfee subscription. Fucking McAfee. There's <laughs> is that McAfee? how you say it? I don't know. McAfee. <laughs> I, my dad gets so mad at those things on the computer because he'll be so mad. He's like, Tina, you do not need this. Windows has built in update and virus removal. Oh. You don't need McAfee. You need malware. It's like some website called like malware bites or something. I don't fucking know. Is that what it is? Randy knows. Your dad is a computer expert. He's a computer whiz and he, I mean, he's is a just, bicycling whiz. There was a time when he had eight computers in one room, and I was like, you look like a Russian hacker. I was just going to say, you probably shouldn't say that because that is going to lead to some serious investigations. Well, the investigation would be, <laughs> wow, this guy loves Craigslist and cannot <laughs> refuse a monitor. He just, he can't, he can't refuse a monitor. Does he have them all set up like at the freaking space station? Like he, he did. It looked like that one time. And I, he sent me us a picture of me. He'll always include me, Rafe, my younger brother, and this guy, David, who's a good friend of his, <laughs> in the same text message. And David lives in Canada. So I, like, called my dad the other day, and he'll just unwillingly – he'll just tell me – I call him the other day, and he's like, uh, Tina, okay, hold on one second. And I'm like, okay, well, I just called you. And then he'll – and he just puts me on hold. And he goes, okay, David. And then he merges a call with no. me. Yes. No. He merges a call with me, his buddy David who lives in Canada, who I like very, very much. It's nothing against David. David is a good friend and a good family oh! friend. Well, but – Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just came. I'm having mic troubles. She really wants to talk to David who uh, – <laughs> Got free heart surgery in Canada. So oh. if you're looking for a guy, yeah. So is it that your dad's like, who are the four funniest people I know that I can send my bits to? I, pro I think so. I think it is a bit of that. But he, my dad is also about efficiency. But what he doesn't realize is sending five paragraph long text messages is not efficient. <laughs> now, does everybody in this text group have iPhone or is there an Android user in there somewhere? There's a lot of Android users. Uh -oh. I would say that it's, fucks them up. I'm the only iPhone user in there. Rafe, it doesn't have an iPhone. Oh no, no, no. Rafe too. Rafe has an iPhone. Rafe and I have iPhone, and then um, my dad, my brother, and his buddy David. 
you, all androids. Do you think your brother listens to the, this podcast? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Wow. No, I don't. Hmm. I'm not mad at him for it, but, you know, sometimes I play his videos on YouTube and just let the ads play. So maybe he could pay me <laughs> a little bit of fucking respect. Well, uh, you could also tell him, you know, listen, if you don't support me like uh, Libby's sister supports her, then you're not in my family anymore. Well, I mean, he was like telling me something recently and was like, oh, I feel pretty weird telling you about this or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'm not so going to tell anybody. Maybe he, I'm like, I'm your sister. Maybe he doesn't want to hear about your potty area. <laughs> yeah, I just texted him pictures of my diarrhea and me like <laughs> thumbs up next to it. It was picture like, I sent him tit. Pi- yeah, I sent him. <laughs> I sent him. A, yeah, I sent my brother a picture of my tit. My dad calls his uh, photos that he sends me of him losing weight sexting. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so insane. He says, "Yeah, I could send you a sext of my skinny body," and I'm like, "Dude, you are you don't get it." You should have wrote back, "Okay, Daddy, <laughs> I'll show you what sexting is." Oh, I hate it. Ugh. Damn. But I don't know. I think back to the three way call thing. I just think that you can't just merge a call. Without telling, I mean, I want consent. It's not consensual. In a three-way call. Does he hang up then and let all you other people talk, you and David? No. What he did last time was he even said right when I called, oh, I'm about to go to bed. And I said, okay. He goes, ah, hold on one second. And I said, okay. And I'm holding. And then he says, David. David, it's Tina, my daughter. Like, he doesn't know. He'll always say, Tina, my daughter. Like you say, Rafe, my partner. Exactly. Must be a Russian thing. I think so. You have to give a nomenclature. You have to give a, you have to assign the person that you're speaking about. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. I just can't wait till I meet that Igor. David? David, are you on the line? Okay, I will talk to you both later. Bye-bye. No, he stayed on the phone for like five to nine minutes. And at the end, he goes, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I need to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, don't act like you're fucking annoyed with us right now. And that's what he did. He acted like we were the fucking pieces of shit. You know, guys, guys. Guys, I, I need to go to bed. I have to get up at 5 a.m. and bike. It's like, shut. You don't have, you don't have to do shit, I have to Dad. bike 87 miles. Yeah. <laughs> in one fucking day. Yeah, he's a savage. Yeah, but, mm. I mean, if you're going to hit somebody with a three-way call, it's – and also, three-way calls never, ever go how you <laughs> want them to. You're terrible. It seems fun in theory. I remember when I was in like elementary school and I got hit with my first three way call and I was like, whoa, were you shook? It was fucking awesome. Uh, Lindsay, are you over at Heather's house? How are you guys on the phone together? And everyone was at their fucking house and we were all chit chatting, talking about fruit roll ups, (laughs) fruit gushers. Fruit cock. A-O, A-O, fruit cock. AOL and some messenger. Things you do when you're a kid. <laughs> I was, I've lost my mind. But now I did a three-way call a few, I don't know, I feel like last year with Bobby and Rafe and I. 
and it you can't keep up, especially you need to take into account what kind of personalities you have on the phone. If it's mm-hmm. three strong personalities and you're trying to do a three-way call, you might as well fucking throw your phone down on the ground and break it. Especially three comedians. Because everybody's going to be trying to – we're all going to be yelling. Everybody's doing bits. Everyone's doing hot bits. And, try, and the worst is when no one's listening to you and your bit. You're like, yeah, okay. So here, I uh, – okay, I'll wait until next time. So this one and, time. Um, okay, you guys ready for me now? <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's very embarrassing. What's wrong, Randy? Oh, I thought he you was were... going to yell at me about the microphone. That's what I thought was going on. No, oh, man, I was just looking over. Oh, okay, Sometimes okay. Sometimes I just kind of look over from time to time. No, I think it's very kind and I loving. I just look over. Sometimes I just look over and think, damn, I'd like to explore <laughs> that body. <laughs> oh, damn. She doesn't fucking pay me to sit here and listen to this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. I am. That coffee looks good as hell. So I make my coffee way too strong and I've never admitted it until this morning. Oh, I Rafe made some coffee last weekend when we were hanging out with his granddaughter and his mother. And uh, I took a sip of the coffee and it just tasted like piss water. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is some weak ass coffee. Can you make it a little stronger? And then Rafe, my partner, (laughs) was like, Tina, not everybody likes their coffee like that. You can't just make this insanely strong coffee and expect everybody to like it. He said, I'll make it a little stronger the next time, but not by much. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. You know, getting a little sass. But I made a pot of coffee yesterday that was so fucking strong that I put a cup of creamer into it. And I was like, okay, this is – I am out of control. uh, How many scoops do you put? Mm, (laughs) It's full almost to the top. And how many scoops does Rafe put? Mm, Well, here's the problem. We don't – No wonder you shit so much. (laughs) Got that coffee stream going right out of your booty hole. You checked out for a whole three seconds just then. I just, I'm having a revelation. You went, something fucking shook you to your core. Oh my God, maybe that is why I have diarrhea (laughs) all of the time. Yeah. I, it can't be. I drink a cup of regular coffee and I'm shitting 10 minutes later. Oh, man. Man, you are, you have really identified. It's like we just did cognitive th- behavior therapy. And, CBT. And you got. CBD. <laughs> you got a. You got it. Holy shit. Yeah. You think that's it? Randy just looked something up. Come Google on up. said caffeine drinks have a laxative potential more than two or three cups of coffee or tea daily can often in bold writing cause diarrhea <laughs> can you say diarrhea one more time diarrhea <laughs> i think it diarrhea. might be the diarrhea combined with the hot sauce combined with the chili you know no one i'm surprised you even have a butthole anymore can i tell you something <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks like it's been blown up by a landmine. <laughs> There's chunks missing out of it. 
I reached down what? there. The <laughs> chunks. <laughs> There's chunks missing. No, I. Uh, this is this is really eye opening. I. I <clears throat> it's interesting that you never put that together. Well, I think I've been drinking coffee for so long that I thought there's no way that it could be that, that my body has to be used to it by now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking – I'm drinking a pot of coffee a day, but I've always thought it's a pot of coffee. Now I'm starting to think it's two pots of coffee based on uh, the, amount the of, concentration. Damn. Because – and there's also – there. Uh, when you're poor, you tend to be a bit more unorganized i.e. Tupperware lids are missing. Uh, you hold on to pieces of Tupperware you shouldn't because you don't have the other part. You know, you are missing the one teaspoon thing out of your baking set. And that's where I'm at right now. Is so, I'm missing a lot of these things. So my measurement for coffee isn't even accurate. So your measurement when, is pour it to the top. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I pour it almost right under the top. And of today, the filter? Yeah. Holy okay, I, not to the point it's going to overflow because I don't want grounds <laughs> shitting on my coffee. So I do, I do, and sometimes when the coffee's done and I open up the lid, I look and I'm like, "Whoa, that was a close one." <laughs> that almost overflowed. It's all foamed up. Yeah, it's close. It's got four little dividends in it. Dividends. Yeah. I made it. I did make it a little less strong today. So um, maybe I'll check that out this week. I just I like it to have the coffee taste. Have you ever had like watery coffee? It's it's like a LaCroix of coffee. I like it to have a hint of coffee. Okay, so you're like one of those wa- watery piss drinkers. Yes. Wow. I'm just amazed at the the I was able to see you process that and see that was literally like in a cartoon when a light bulb goes above somebody's head. <laughs> that just happened in real life. And that's I, I'm Saw sure that's my what, eyes roll in the back of my head and do a few. You just you just went blank for a couple seconds and then blinked into reality. Oh yeah, that's I what, just that's what therapists must see all the time. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> My goddamn psychiatrist the other day. Uh-huh. As I'm leaving, one of my things that I always do is do a hot bit. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about, I thought you were going to say something wet. One of my things I always do is I show my tit <laughs> as I'm exiting. Is and I, then I choked on my coffee. I always uh, look at the diagnosis sheet that I have to carry out, the one that I always threaten to fold just to fuck with him. Uh-huh. But I always look at the diagnosis. This time, he changed it to PTSD. Good diagnosis. Can agree with it. What was the former? OCD. So he thinks that you're like PT. The he cha- he thinks no OCD. It's just PTSD. I have no idea. This was on the way out, and I go, hey. You can't just spring that on me as I'm walking. I'm yelling in the lobby, like yelling, but jokingly. I'm like, you can't spring that on me. I can't. You can't send a person out in the world with a new diagnosis, especially somebody who has OCD intrusive thoughts, who constantly obsesses over stuff. What did he do? Did he, he laughed. flip you off and close the door? <laughs> he laughed. 
I think he was trying to roast me. <clears throat> I would say, well, uh, l- let me cl- let me start off with um, I'm not a doctor <laughs> or a veterinarian, but what I would say is that PTSD probably, based on what I know and my my issues, I would say PTSD is probably a large chunk of it. And then the anxiety and OCD is a symptom of like coping with your trauma, Mm -hmm. which is what I think is going on with my anxiety. Because I was like, do I actually have anxiety? Do I have an anxiety disorder or is this anxiety a result of my trauma? Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this. At some point, it kind of becomes like, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because it's happening. So, but I was like, I don't know. Have I always been like this? Uh, I would say that I, that makes the most sense to me, though. What do you think? I think what's important for me is uh, the labels are important because uh, it helps me normalize it. Yeah. And normalize my weird thoughts. But mm-hmm. no, do it in the beginning of the session so I can have plenty of time to say whatever it is I'm going to say. Don't send a person out into the world who has obsessive, intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. with a new diagnosis. If I was you, I would uh, curate a very direct, <laughs> cunty Yelp review. Oh. Uh, I just hit him with that. So, you know, that's my that's my <laughs> advice. You don't have to take it. Or maybe just send him an email, send him a video. You. That could be uh, a Carla video. Yes, yeah, send him a Carla video. This message is for Dr. Turner. Uh, <laughs> Recently. You call up there and they're like, man, we know it's you, Libby. You're like, Mm-mm. nope, it's not me, ma'am. We, y- Your name pops up on the caller ID. We have you logged in the system and you refuse to admit that it's you. And then they come in 5150 me. Or whatever. That What's fifty one fifty? Whoa! Involuntary lock you up. Mm. Isn't that what that number is? Well, clearly he thought you could handle it, but that's really interesting to me. So every time you leave, your psychiatrist writes down like what's wrong with you. Well, there's a there's like you know, have you paid? That information is on there um, at the top. It's got all your regular information. It says when your next appointment is should be, uh-huh. and then it has in the middle. Every diagnosis that's in the DSM, and you, he usually just checks it. Oh, my psychiatrist never gave me that. I feel uh, slighted. Yeah. And like they didn't do the right thing. Some people probably wouldn't like to, to have a label. I just like to know. <laughs> How often do you see that cat? Well, I've been seeing him more frequently ever since my episode, so... uh I'm not scheduled to see him again uh, for six weeks. And were you seeing him once a week? I was seeing him like every two or three weeks. You can't just spring that on me as I'm walking out. And and the girls at the front there, they don't know how to take me because I'm sure they see a lot of fucking insane people coming in there. And I'm out there yelling, you can't spring that on me. What are you doing? So they always look scared to death. Yeah, and it's you can't spring that on me. Hey, front desk lady, I'm gonna take your Yeti cup, okay? I'm bringing it with me. I'll bring it back in six weeks. 
<laughs> okay, ma'am, just it, don't hurt us. <laughs> they've all got fucking Yeti cups. Just don't hurt us. Mm. Okay, and then you're seeing a new therapist now? New therapist. Booyah. And it's a dude. Do you not like that? I don't like men. So I says I says to him, look, sir, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. Walk me through this. Did you walk in, shake his hand? <laughs> Did you sit down and fart? Like, were you like... How did it go? Well, did, did he give you a couple of options on chairs? I always like to know this stuff. I I uh, I, I met him out in the hallway. Shook his hand out there. I don't think I shook his hand. And he said, do you want me to call you Libby instead of my legal name? I said, yes, thank you. He was very nice off the bat, you know, just kind. And I go and I look and there's three chairs with arms on them, of course. Um, so I picked the one with the whitest arms, mm-hmm. sat down, noticed right away that my new balance shoes smelled like somebody had taken a doo-doo <laughs> in them. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Do your shoes ever stink so bad that it smells like somebody shit in them and you can smell them from your seat? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't even. Yes. There was one time that Bobby and I sat down on my couch after I peeled off my socks and shoes and Bobby goes, <laughs> Bobby goes, um, what's that smell? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, man. I think it's your feet. And he goes, I don't think it is. And he sniffed his feet and then I smelled my foot and I just looked at him and he smelled it again and he goes, uh Whoa. <laughs> well, I didn't even so, have yeah, a shoe I know off. How it feels. I, the shoe, I could smell it from, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, I know he's going to think I shit myself." <laughs> it, it smelled like shit, not like sour foot. <laughs> it smelled like there was a turd in my shoe. So the whole time I'm sniffing that, thinking, "God, he's going to think I'm a, not wiping or something." <laughs> Anna. Oh man, what I've never—I don't know if I've ever. There has maybe been a couple people in my life I've been like, I don't think they wipe. I mean, and we're talking over all of my twenty-six years. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm just like, oh, they just smell like that weird, sweaty <laughs> locker room. Like it's that weird. I worked out s- smell. It's like I sweated and then I let it dry. Right, but I did that. 18 times. (laughs) That's usually the smell. I mean, you got to smell foul to, for me to assume you didn't wipe. So that's, uh, did you burn your shoes? No, I went home and sniffed them a lot. Cause I was like, is this where the smell's coming from? And it was, then I Googled, why do my shoes smell like shit? Um, but then he kept scooting closer to me and with his rolly chair to show me these worksheets he wanted me to do. And I'm like, dude, do not get any closer to me with these doo shoes. <laughs> I couldn't even hear what he was saying about the worksheets because all I could think about was my shoe. <laughs> and uh, I told him right off the bat, look, dude, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like men. They scare me. So I don't know if I'm going to be okay with you. It was a little test, I think, to give him. And he goes, I understand that. And we will check in at the end of the appointment. And if you're not comfortable, then we can... See what we can do about getting you someone else you could be more comfortable with. <clears throat> then we made sweet, sweet love. And I said, I think we'll be fine. 
doctor. I think we're going to be just fine. And he <laughs> took your two fingers. <laughs> Put them in my doo-doo shoe. Yeah. And I said, here's a test. And I took my shoe off and said, will you accept my shoe? You took off. You're like, listen, sir, the only way this is going to work is if you smell my shoe right now. I'm like, have you ever seen The Bachelor where they ask if you'll accept their rose? I'm doing that now with my shoe, doctor. Will you accept my doo-doo shoe? And he took a big sniff, and I, I think he passed away. <laughs> he goes, did someone take a doo-doo in here? <laughs> so uh, mm. you checked in. at the. Did he ask any more questions about that, or was it just like you told him, <clears throat> listen, sir, I don't like men. He said, great, we'll check in at the end of the appointment. Uh, yeah, he just was very nice about it. Okay. And, he, and I told him, you know, that's, I don't want to feel like that. He's like, well, that's certainly something that we can talk about and develop a plan to help you. And very nice guy. So you feel you, at the end of the appointment, did he check in about it? Was he yes. like, how do you feel? And then I said, you know what? I don't feel threatened by you at all. In fact, uh, you kind of seem like a pastor to me, but not a bad pastor, a good pastor. And then we had a good laugh. And talked about Joel Osteen for a second. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I go, he scares me because he doesn't ever stop smiling. He goes, well, I don't want to judge him, but his hair is what kind of freaks me out. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, dude. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, I don't want to judge him. And then I told him that I often will laugh inappropriately at certain things. um, And it's just a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so every time he'd ask me a question, <laughs> look at these pictures of Joel Osteen. Oh shit, his hair does look fucked and up. He's fucking nonstop smiling. So we, uh, me and this therapist, are going to work on some cognitive behavior therapy <clears throat> for me to sort of, uh, because what I discovered is that the root of everything is that I apparently feel like I'm uh, worthless. Mm-hmm. So that that just dictates everything in my life. And consciously, I don't really feel like I think that, but I know that's what it is. How did you come to that? Were you just like, oh, I was sitting around thinking or did the therapist kind of walk you through? It? Uh, kind of <laughs> walked me through it, but also that's been my own self-discovery. It's like, oh, I, I get very anxious when I, I get really good opportunities. Mm hmm. And then I think, why do I, oh, I don't think I deserve it. Okay, why don't I think I deserve it? And it comes back to the root of like, for whatever reason, I think that I'm worthless. Mm -hmm. Worthless and like hopeless feeling. Yeah, like I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of success. I'm not worthy of anything, which I know in my regular brain that that's uh, disordered thinking, dysfunctional thinking, but I can't. It's going to take me a while to unbox all that, I think. Yeah, you can't just like will yourself out of it. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I dissociate from what I'm doing. Like I I don't know how to explain it. I actually like wrote a note in my phone to talk to my therapist about it this week because her and I have four sessions left until she has her baby. And then I don't see her for like the rest of the year, which is – Whatever, I'll be fucking fine. She was like, do you want to do group therapy? And I was like, no. 
I don't want to listen to Karen. Yeah. And she's like, do you, are you sure? Like she asked me like three times and I was like, no, I can't because I, I don't, did we talk about this on here? Yeah. How you just, you end up hating. Can't do it. Karen can't do it at all. Carol. Yeah. I hate it. But Cindy. no, I like, I feel like I have moments where I like, it's like, I'm so dissociated from my emotions, but I'm also very emotional. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I'll be, like, driving in the car, listening to music, kind of being like, hey, you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, you're fine. No, you're okay. You're having a – you are having a nice time. You're uh, – <laughs> it is going well. And I, I – it's like I'm so dissociated, but it's like I'm I'm very emotional and very right. depressed and feel hopeless and sad. And then I'm like, nope, just – you're going to be fine. Just go get some coffee. Go get some coffee. Suck on your jewel. That's how you You're okay. teach yourself to survive, though. You have to separate yourself from the actual whatever it is yeah. in order to survive. And then the disconnect makes me feel disingenuous. Oh, God. Does that make sense? Yes, and it's so frustrating and sad. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Like somebody said, oh, Tina's such a genuine person. And I was telling my therapist this last week. I'm like... I sometimes feel like I'm not at all, but I don't think I, I, it's not with the way that I talk to people. I think it's just the disconnect that I feel sometimes. Does that is make it, Is it like imposter syndrome? Maybe. I don't fucking know. What's imposter syndrome where like there's a big question mark on my head? <laughs> it's where you're, you feel like you're everybody, like you feel like at any moment, Everyone's going to find out you're a fucking fraud. You're not funny. You're not a good comic. You're not a nice person. You're not loving. You're not this. Yeah, kind kind of. Oh, he yeah, is. I did. Oh, is your little TV not on? Um, my little TV. Oh, Randy, my little TV's not on. Yeah, no, it's it's fucked up. Okay, imposter syndrome. Um, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Yeah, kind of. But so, for instance, I'm in the Funny Bone contest. Mm-hmm. My brain's like, "There's no way you should already. There's no way you should be in that. They're all going to see on Monday. They're going to say, "Hey, we made a mistake. She shouldn't be here." Okay. That kind of thinking. Yeah, but yeah, But yeah. just in every aspect of my life. Oh, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Stupid. You know what it is? Huh. It's your brain telling you, you know, you're worthless. That's what it boils down to for me. It's that one kernel that's at the bottom. Somebody, something, or somewhere said to me, you're a piece of shit as a child, and then... That shaped every goddamn thing, and I'm 45 fucking years old. It's like that rock at the bottom of all the mattresses for that fairy tale. What yep. is that? The pee and the the pee uh, and the pistol. The pee uh. and the egg that fell off the wall. Humpty <laughs> the Dumpty pee and, and the egg pee. man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again because there's this pee on his bed that keeps cracking his shell. <laughs> man, I stripped my mattress the other day. And I was like, what the fuck are <laughs> these stains? <laughs> Isn't it a new mattress? I mean, yeah, but I was just like, what the 
fuck? Who's pissing and pooping in the bed? Uh, I mean, it was fucked <laughs> up. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I better call Casper. Guys, Casper Mattress, <laughs> use our code. Just fucking kidding. We're not sponsored by them. What is on? Was it urine? I don't know what the or fuck it was. Or seminal fluids. It looked, it looked, <laughs> uh, it, it had a nice yellow hint. <laughs> It had a really nice yellow hue. I'll strip that bitch today and I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. You need to get uh, one of those mattress covers that's 100% waterproof like I have. Oh. Because my cat pees on my Okay, but I've been having a fucking big problem. With pissing in the bed. (laughs) I piss in the bed every (laughs) night. No, I, um, I have been having... So I got these fucking sheets and it was like deep pockets in the side so it'll stretch over the mattress you won't be pulling and tugging and every time i have to put my sheets when i wash my sheets every time they go into the washer i'm not like fuck yeah i'm gonna have clean sheets i'm i have this moment of sheer panic where i'm like fuck i'm gonna have to put them on later pushing and pulling oh man there's been times that i slipped and like fell Trying to put these fucking sheets on. Are you sure you have the right size sheets? Yes, they're queen size. Maybe you have a king size bed. I don't. Did you just vomit? Almost. <laughs> there's there's shouldn't be any reason that you're struggling like that. It's fucking insane. I think I just got a, a big mattress. Like, I think it's like tall. Oh. Does that, you know, it's a tall boy. Well, you need a bigger, taller mattress then. I, I mean, don't know. I hate sheets that they sell now. They trick you. I don't know what they are, but they feel like you're laying on a, I don't know, a polyester shirt. I can't think you gotta of what You got to get 100% called. cotton. Yes, I do now. I realize that. I didn't realize That's, it at the time. Yeah, it's like those fucking microfiber ones. Yeah, fucking hate those. Don't sell them. No. I, I, think, I think microfiber sheets should only be used at Airbnbs. They should only be used never. I, I agree, but I get why people are putting the microfiber ones on because they're cheaper. Yeah. 100% cotton's more expensive. And if you're trying to rent out, you know, your bathroom or whatever on Airbnb, you got to use those those sheets. So are you saying I shouldn't buy my sheets at Big Lots? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I did buy pillowcases at Big Lots one time. Do they sell 100% cotton ones at Big Lots? I have no idea. I just look at the patterns and then pick up the cutest ones. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, that one has a bunch of cars on it. I'm going to buy that one. One had a little bunch of little Frenchie dogs on it, but they only sold them in twin. All the ones I like are in twin. They must be for children. Well, I think that speaks to... uh, My inner child? Yeah, your inner child. I get sad about her. I used to have some bomb ass Little Mermaid um, <clears throat> sheets. I bet those are worth a fortune. Yeah, I think my mom tossed them. I was talking to my uh, parents the other day on the phone. <coughs> I was talking to my dad on the phone, and uh, he started telling me about the process of like putting the dog down. He just started talking oh, about it, God. so I just let him talk about it. And he like talked about because uh, there was a part of me that was wondering. I was like, oh man, like. Were they, did they stay in the room with the doggo? I want to make sure, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't want a dog to be sad before they mm. die and be like, where are my people? 
So I was like kind of wondering about it, but I didn't ask him. So I let him start talking about it. And he started talking about the shots that they gave them. They give you the order of the shots or whatever. And then about after my dad's done talking about the process and the shots, my mother is screaming, yelling in the background. And I hear her yelling. And then my dad's yelling back. And I said to him, I go, let me guess what's going on right now. Is mom correcting you? On the order of the shots and he (laughs) dies fucking laughing. He's like, this is what your mother does. And I said, no, it's what you guys do. You're the only fucking people I know that would be like, you know, this dog we love very much and had to put down. It's the wrong order. It went like this and then like this. And they're fucking screaming at each other over this. And I was fucking dying laughing. My dad's like, well, this is what Svetlana does. And I'm like, dude, you guys are some Larry David fucking Seinfeld motherfuckers. You fucking. Oh, oh, shit. Do they have the dog's ashes? Um, n- no, I don't think so. But they have the little paw prints and the clay thing. Oh, and God. they have to put it in the oven. Uh, or as my father says, the oven. <laughs> I believe you have to put it in the oven. Man, I can't wait to meet Igor. I feel, uh, I feel like he's going to see me and be like, this woman is a monstrosity. <laughs> no person should ever be this big. <laughs> what are we doing in America? The way you're talking <laughs> in that voice is like red and orange is the new black. She's like the one Russian character and she talks. She's like, Nikki, what are you doing? <laughs> is she really Russian? Um, I don't think so. I think wow. she just has an They accent. couldn't found, find a fucking Russian actor? Mm, probably not, but wow. Bobby Jaycock sent me a video. What do you think that is? Mm, probably him jerking off. Oh, let me open it right away then. It's a, a roadside sign oh, that it says... The roadside sign says injury law for women. And it was like <laughs> it was all pink. <laughs> <laughs> Me calling that place. <laughs> Fuck. I fell on my <laughs> pussy. And I need help. Well, we're the people to help you if you go ahead and enter your comment code 57. Did you fall on your <laughs> pussy? Are you a woman trying to make it in a man's world? Did your tit fall out? (laughs) Did your cunt fall right onto the floor and land in the street and somebody ran over it? (laughs) If your cunt fell out of you onto the floor and did a backflip onto the middle of an interstate, call us at (laughs) droppedmypussy.com. Oh, and you dial the number, and it's like one eight 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 P U S S Y is the phone number. Pussy cat, <laughs> pussy law. Hey, we're uh Dean and Libby. Pussy law at Pussy Law Associates. Did somebody touch your pussy unknowingly or unwillingly? Maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't. That's not our concern. We're going after these men and getting your rightfully deserved money. Take a picture of your pussy and send it to us. (laughs) 
shook. I'm just sitting here shook thinking about these two attorney women advocating for for women, but they sound. Were you like sitting in the back of a truck and your cunt fell out and dropped onto the highway or onto a back country road and you just can't seem to find it? Call us the Pussy Law. <laughs> pussy Law. I'm Tina, and that's Libby, and we're here to reclaim your pussy for some cash. Did your vaginal reconstruction surgery go awry? Call us at Pussy Law. Did they give you the husband stitch after you gave birth and you wanted the girlfriend stitch? Call us at Pussy Law. Call now for a 5% discount and we'll lick your pussy. <laughs> uh, did you get toxic shock syndrome by leaving a paper towel inside of your pussy for too long because you didn't have the money for tampons? <laughs> oh, these are some aggressive attorneys. Call us at Pussy Law. And they both have really bad haircuts. Like we have... <laughs> Just the worst haircuts ever. <laughs> oh, and business suits that are probably from the 80s. Uh-huh. Shit. I object. Excuse me, Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> I object. If you look here, you see a diagram of my client's pussy <laughs> laying in the street, abandoned. <laughs> Nobody stopped to help this <laughs> Pussy on the street. Nobody stopped to help this dumb broad. Got one homeless guy walked by, picked it up, dusted it, it off, <laughs> and put it into his knapsack. I was just going to say knapsack. <laughs> the only person that even stopped to help walked by it, looked around, saw nobody there, took a big sniff. Of that pussy, put their face in it. <laughs> As you can see, Your Honor, the witness on the stand is that homeless man that was caught on closed caption television picking up my client's cunt. I saw the cunt on the ground, and I thought to myself, is that a cunt? Or is that a large loaf of sourdough bread? <laughs> totally untouched. So I walked over to what I thought was sourdough bread, realized that it was a cunt, put my face into what I still thought in the back of my mind was sourdough <laughs> bread, and I took a big sniff. And then I put it into my knapsack. Well, let me ask you this. One, this will be the final question. Now listen closely. <laughs> Were I you pledge there? allegiance. <laughs> Were you there when they crucified the Lord? <laughs> Were you there? The whole room starts singing. <laughs> You gotta read the lady reads her impact her victim impact statement. My life has been affected in the following ways since I lost my cunt. I no longer can go to the bathroom. Two, because of you, I can no longer have sex. 
Number three, I have nightmares about my cunt being in a disheveled old dirty knapsack. (laughs) Number four, I can no longer provide my husband with the necessary sex that he needs. (laughs) The necessary sex. Do you? <laughs> this event has been fictionalized by uh, this is not uh, uh, no choice for a lawyer uh, by advertisements. Oh, no, 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 no. Have where you? Are the con- <laughs> where are the cunt sisters? Call us. <laughs> They're standing with their arms arms crossed back to back. Call us if anything like that ever happens to you. And then a. A big, testimonial like, donkey kick happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a testimonial. It's like I felt sad and lost without my cunt, and then I called the cunt lawyers at one eight hundred cunt lawyers, and now I got my cunt back plus restitution. Do you have mesothelioma or lost your cunt <laughs> due to Roundup? <laughs> Do you have a vaginal mesh that caused your cunt to fall to the floor? <laughs> Call the cunt sisters. The cunt sisters. <laughs> K-U-N-T. Pussy law, but the S's are money sons. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. All right, the jury has uh, debilitated. No, they have not debilitated. What has the jury done? Delay of liberate deliberated. Uh, you're ordered to pay one million dollars in restitution, and I don't know how that's possible because you are a displaced person and you don't have even five dollars to your name. Uh, and. A thir- three years in jail for uh, putting this lady's cunt in your knapsack. <clears throat> this event has been fictionalized by Pussy Law at <laughs> PussyLaw.com. Please call the cunt sisters if you have any kind of need for any kind of cunt. Uh, dun, dun, attorney. Dun. Bunk, bunk. That's the... Bunk, bunk. Stupid looking ugly... <laughs> stupid looking idiot. Stupid looking moron. <laughs> stupid looking moron. Stupid looking moron. You know what we didn't do? Um, Anything funny? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, we didn't uh, answer er, the email. Oh, yes. I'm trying to pull it up. Trying to pull out? (laughs) Were you there? Okay. All right. So, uh, one of my favorite things uh, about this podcast is that people are reaching out to Libby and I for advice on dating. And no straight people have reached out, (laughs) which is fine because Libby and I are multifaceted, well rounded gals. So, this just really brings me fucking joy. So here it is, okay? I might be on the spectrum, the sexuality spectrum. I so, yeah, 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 I 100% am. First encounter with I'd a female. I'd puss. Listen, okay, I just no, want I to explore bodies. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hey, Tuna and Luby. <laughs> I'm Taylor from Memphis, Tennessee, and I want some advice on how to get into dating as a homosexual such as myself. 
Thanks, y'all. May the Lord open the Pusina. Love, Taylor. Enviado desde mi iPhone. <laughs> Sent for my iPhone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my first issue here is I don't know um, if this person is wanting to date, date lesbians or gay men. Does it say... You know what? That's true. Uh, here's what I will say. It's from Taylor Lindsay. I am not trying to gender uh, name anybody, uh, but I would think that Taylor Lindsay. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Because this I makes a difference. Email and it. I don't know. Because last week we spoke about, you know, or a couple weeks ago about putting your dick in a in a hole. Uh, and of course, everyone knows an important part of dating is fucking. So, oh, let's just assume that this is a lesbian since we haven't really encountered a lot of lesbian dating. Oh, yeah, advice. it has been. It has been mostly men. And we've pretty much covered all the ways men can date and get their butts pounded. Mm-hmm. Their words, not ours. Yeah, we didn't say that. Um. So maybe we should just. Uh, dive into the lesbian dating world. Okay. <clears throat> so here's what I know about Memphis. They have uh, a, a barbecue sauce oh. from there. Mm-hmm. I have I have had some Memphis barbecue sauce before. Um, I do have a friend that we we both know a person that recently moved to Memphis. Ryan Dalton, the Ryan comedian. Dalton. Now. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's straight. But who knows? I think everybody's a little bit on the spectrum. So. (laughs) I'm waiting for your your advice. Well, I don't really. I'll I'll tell you what I know about Memphis. Okay. Spent a lot of time there as a child. Oh, you did? Okay, well, why didn't you fucking lead with that? You let me just fucking (laughs) show myself out to be a fucking asswipe. Well, no, you you were put... This is a... This is a... um, You know, this is a thing that we work on together. You're right. So, spent a lot of time there. Spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time at what's called the Hickory Ridge Mall. I don't think it exists anymore. You think it's been uh, compensated? I think it's been comp- com- compromised. Conv- com- confidentiality has closed that mall down. Now, when I was in Memphis, um, there are a lot of people, and I don't know how to say this, that don't know how to drive. Terrible drivers in Memphis. So if you're going to go on a date in Memphis, I would suggest not driving anywhere because you could possibly be killed or maimed. <laughs> So I just, you know, just while we're spitballing, would you suggest that somebody walks somewhere or Ubers? Because if you're Ubering, even if you're not driving, there's still other wild drivers around. You know, I would suggest either walking, taking a bicycle on the sidewalk, not in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you probably should just stay at home. Okay, so... Stay at home. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to help in the dating realm. I'm just saying for your own safety. Maybe you could do a Skype style date where you each get on Skype. You say your interest. You know, if you're lesbian, there'll be things like, I like gals. Um, and if you're uh, 
not a female. If you are <clears throat> a man, you would say, I, I like guys. I like guys. And so just flip the flip the thing. Yeah. You, you just don't know. Um, so on this Skype call, Skype date, mm-hmm. you could say your interest. I like uh, football or whatever. And if you start to lose connection, which happens a lot when you are Skyping, uh, there are going to be times where the picture goes blurry. Uh, don't let the person know that it has gone blurry. Just keep smiling and trudge on through because it, it, sometimes Skype can be unreliable or video call can. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to spend the whole time being like, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Could you say that one more time? Right. And then people are, you know, people get frustrated. I get frustrated. And you hang up. Sometimes I hang up. That's exactly what I do. Now I, I think I just hang up. I think if you're able to get through at least four or five Skype dates where you realize, oh, this is somebody that I could possibly want to explore their body, then that would be a time where you could risk dry risk driving. After after you've determined, okay, this person I could risk driving in Memphis mm-hmm. for. You can go on a regular date. Uh, things that I've done in Memphis, gone to play putt putt. If you don't know what that is, it's a, a ridiculous golf game. <laughs> if you don't know what putt-putt is, it's a <laughs> roller coaster ride. It's where you have to carry around these little bitty pencils and write your score. Nobody really fucking cares your score in putt-putt. Because mm-hmm. if you're like me, you're going to cheat anyway and just mm-hmm. kick the ball in the hole. When no one's watching. <laughs> uh, that's one thing. You can also, um, I don't know, go to, ch- there's a lot of churches there. <laughs> church um and you could eat at places like crystal which is our white castle Mm -hmm. you know i'm just going to be real honest here i feel like i have imposter syndrome when i give dating advice because i haven't had a date in over eight years um and i uh generally don't date i fuck my friends so what usually happens your choices at this point are fuck your friends or be a recluse well, that doesn't really help, though. That's not a good answer. We well, no. It's not helping. Well, the advice. It, 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 so it's like what I am get, getting from this question is this is a person who is newly stepping into the dating zone oh. as a homosexual. So that's kind of what I'm hmm. seeing. Uh, and maybe I'm reading the question wrong, but it's I want some advice on how to get into dating as a homosexual oh, such as myself. Okay. So uh, to me. And I, I'm, I, I should have said that up top, but I'm reading it again, and I'm just thinking, I think this might be a person who's very new into it. Which, uh, in that case, I had Tinder for one day, and I deleted it because mm. I can't handle the awkwardness of showing up somewhere, shaking their hand, and, you know, do, knowing what's going on. It just makes me very, very uncomfortable. But there are other people who are very cool about it, and they they can do it. I don't know. I don't. They can jive. Uh, you know. I, it also, if you're a newer style homosexual where you haven't been with anybody and you're a lesbian, I'm just going to tell you that pussy will taste like penny, like a pen, like you ever had a handful of pennies, <laughs> and you licked your hand. <clears throat> don't be alarmed. Um, it's an acquired taste. Let's tell you that. Don't be discouraged. Um, like a penny. 
Uh, you know when you are cleaning out your car and you are like, you know, maybe I should get rid of all this change. And it's been sitting there for a while, roasting in the sun for, I mean, could be years if you are the caliber of change hoarder that I am. So we're talking this, this, these pennies, these, these change, the change that you have in your car is just at the height of its intelligence as a piece of metal. Whether it's copper, uh, nickel, that's what nickels are made out mm-hmm. of. <laughs> or whether it's a dime, which is uh, made, made out, out of dime. dime. Dime, dime a tab. Thirty. It's like an element. Yeah, ex- yeah, and a quarter, which is made out of quartz. Quartz. So, uh, if you're letting this this change just get blistered in the sun, that's a song <laughs> by the La- Violent Femmes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's not, then please correct me. It is. Uh, and <clears throat> yeah, so just. When you're really chomping down on some pussy, just uh, take – if you're like, I, you know, I've never had it. I want to taste. Oh, we want you to prepare yourselves. <laughs> so just take all of that change from your car and put it into a Ziploc bag. Uh, you don't have to wash it off. You just don't. And kind of put that Ziploc bag up to your mouth. <laughs> Hold all the change in the bottom and just put your tongue in. You know, when just you lick a battery a and it kind of gives you a little jolt. Yeah. It's gonna that's how a pussy's gonna <laughs> Some people might say, You're absolutely wrong. And what I will give them in a rebuttal is um okay. <laughs> this is my experience and my truth. So you can't tell me I'm wrong. Also, if somebody says they squirt. And the liquid comes out, it's going to be urine. Don't believe it's anything else. Is that proven? Because it's not. It's urine. I could start a shitstorm right now on the internet with this. I'm here to say that it's urine. I don't think it is. It doesn't come. It comes out of the pee hole. Does it? Yes. I don't fucking think Randy's so. Randy's shook because Randy's he's like, like I've been drinking piss. Randy's like I gotta get uh, McAfee help me out. <laughs> a female eja- is female ejaculation urine. It turns out that not only is it chemically identical to urine, but the bladder empties during the period of ejaculation, coinciding with orgasm. So there you have it. It's probably just pee. Randy after all. is shook. No, not at all. I'm good with it. Randy's like, I love piss. <laughs> Tastes like pennies and popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn, buttered f- popcorn, like kettle corn. So I'm just saying, if you, I don't care if you want to, if you want to be licking off somebody that's going to squirt in your mouth, that's fine. But don't be under the impression. Yeah, uh, that I'm, is anything but urine. No, but here's the thing. If I was to go about dating right now, say my partner Rafe and I were not together, uh, I would do something along the sorts of uh, hang out at uh, maybe uh, outside of a restaurant uh, and kind of see who's walking in. Maybe I would go to some fairs. Or if there is an amusement park in my neighborhood, which I believe Memphis has some of those, I would 
pay the $35 to go to Six Flags or whatever uh, theme park there is. I'm trying to think what their theme park is called. Is it the Hickory Ridge Mall (laughs) Park? It was very janky. Um, I remember being afraid to ride those rides. Well, I think that if you're looking for somebody that's adventurous, uh, that would be a really good good way to find somebody that's uh, very adventurous is, you know, go go to a crazy place, go to a crazy place by yourself and hang out outside of the rides, you know, <coughs> kind of look around right. uh, with the soda that you paid $12 for because it shows that you have some money. Okay, so. Maybe get a souvenir uh, balloon or uh-huh. a, a flag or something. Yeah, get a, get a flag for A pennant, sure. as they used to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, you know, that could be really fun, hang out outside of an adventurous place. You know, I don't know how I would get into dating. I honestly do I not even either. know. I feel like the only way is you date somebody you know or you meet somebody on Tinder. <laughs> Whatever happened to – I don't even <laughs> – Whatever happened to courting, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, whatever happened to somebody open the door for you and you punch them directly <laughs> in their fucking face and you say, I don't fucking need that. But then you passionately kiss and you turn into a couple. Whatever happened to, you know, your dad finding a, a perfect suitor for you and then you marrying him against your will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was- whatever happened to arranged marriages. I mean, that's what we should be getting back to. Right. Wow. Then you won't have to worry about the state. No, thing. you just and if you don't have a dad, uh, look one up on Craigslist. There are plenty of dads plenty, plenty of- on there that uh, just look for uh, bear, uh, these hashtags bear and daddy. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I'm perplexed why we can't keep getting these dating questions because we are not at all dating uh, aficionados. Is that a real word? Aficionados. That's the word. So I would, uh, you know, we've we've really got. So what this feels like to me is uh, when you don't know anything about a topic and you just act like you're, you know, exactly what's going on. That's what it feels like to me right now. The only thing that I, and this is a genuine response is be open, keep your, keep your cunt open, keep your dick hole open, Mm -hmm. keep everything open, keep your heart open, you know? Cause I mean, if you want to get in there, you got to be able to let it get broken. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I don't do it. Stay open. Stay, stay open, stay woke, stay alert, you know, don't sleep, just stay awake looking for opportunities. And may the Lord open your vagina. Yeah, may the Lord open your pusina or somebody else's. And I'm, I'm so sorry if we're not helping. I just, I feel like I should take an online course about dating. Could help. But you offered the biggest piece of advice that anybody needed, and that was visit the Hickory Ridge Mall. <laughs> Guys, visit the Hickory Ridge Mall. Or a store called Goldsmiths. They have a very nice department store called Goldsmiths. They mm. did. That sounds like a wrestler's name. <laughs> um, I think I think what this email says to me is I'm wanting to try something new and different, but I don't quite have the courage to do it. Like kind of when I sent somebody an email that said, you know, I'm thinking about starting stand up and you just want some, you just want a little bit of encouragement. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to you, Taylor Swift, is go ahead. Do that stuff. Go out on a date. Yeah. If you see somebody that you like, 
and you're like, they're fucking hot, and I'd like to suck that clit, or I'd like to suck that dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. You walk right the fuck up to them, and you say, hey, I'm trying something new. And you don't you don't touch them. You you know you just you keep a safe. Hey, I'm trying something new, and I'm trying to I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone, and I'll I want to go out on a date with you. Whether that means a buffet, a movie, I'm not going to church. You make that clear to them. If you're not going to church, <laughs> you make that very clear right up top because you don't want religion or the lack of religion standing in the way. So that's right. one thing that I say. It's okay to just say no, yeah. no, right up top. But hey, if you want to go to church. Tell him I'd like to go to a service with you. <laughs> Maybe like a Sunday a, service. I'd like to go to a service, or we could sit in, at home and watch Joel Osteen videos. I mean, whatever <laughs> floats your boat. We could watch them together over Skype. I mean, there are just there limitless. It, it is limitless. But I say, have no fear, and just just go get out there. Well, like a philosopher once said, "Have no fear, but fear itself." Uh, it was a very famous. Like a philosopher once said, "Have no fear and be queer." Yep, that that, that is a thing. So As some other very important figure said, uh-huh. uh, "We are here and we're queer." <laughs> and uh, apparently, the Lord is rumbling the house because there is a sound from the heavens. I'm, I'm shook and scared. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we learn. And what I am going to do, actually, is I'm going to send this uh, gal or person or man an email and ask uh, some follow-up questions. Because I think that's something I should be doing yeah. when people send us advice. Yeah, you stupid freaking moron. Yeah. <laughs> you ugly-looking bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need, a follow- we need some follow-up. We should have done that before we started the Yeah, answer. and what we did is... So we generally say in this podcast, we're not doctors, we're not veterinarians. And what we did just now is we took on a topic that we needed more. We needed more information. More answers. We needed more intel. And uh, we took on a role. We did something that Slop City doesn't do. And um, we acted like we were experts on dating and like we were therapists. And uh, newsflash, we're not. And from if you practice therapy in the state of Missouri without a license, you can't go to jail. So... You know, take take our take our word very lightly. Uh, everything we just said in the last uh, fifteen minutes, I would kind of just maybe uh, take away one thing and one thing only. Uh, go to the Hickory Ridge Mall. <laughs> and I actually think uh, my friend Dan Bell, who does a series called the Dead Mall series on YouTube, I think Hickory Ridge Mall was in that. Um, R.I.P. Hickory Ridge Mall. I'm sure you can still go to where it was. Sure. Pay homage. Mm-hmm. Let up. I'm shook. <clears throat> well, I'm shook by a lot of things. I found out why I have diarrhea today. My mattress is a mess. <laughs> things are not going well. Oh, man. Okay, guys. I'm going to be I gotta, in a... Yeah, I got to I'm gonna get... Go. Yes, you. Speak. I'm going to be Time in Time to a, talk, Tina. Tina's turn. Cape Girardeau. All right, Tina, tell them where you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri this weekend at the N2O Laughing Gas Comedy Lounge and Club. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Total of four shows. Oh. I will be there with uh, Nick Griffin, I believe, as a headliner. So I will be... Featuring out there, tell them where you got it, guys. Come out and see a show. Thank it, you so much. It looks like we're going to have to figure out a different recording date. 
You're right. We are going to have to do that this coming week, which is going to be very frustrating. How about that? Go see Tina in Cape Girardeau. Yep. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good, everybody. I'm not going to be anywhere because I'm a loser. (laughs) I'm going to be somewhere. I just don't know where yet. We'll be somewhere. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to Slop City Podcast. Ow! Thanks to Randall R. Cash for bringing the money. Bringing the heat. And, uh... This show is sponsored by Advil Liquid Gels. Thank you for calling. And I just want to say, cut! Oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> Did he let a fart out? Yes. Stupid looking juicy, ugly bitch. The big juicy one that went. Bruh.